0: Hey everyone, welcome to Movie Films with Bill and Steve, I'm Bill. Hey, and I'm Steve. Movies talk, so let's talk movies. Let us talk those movies. How are you doing this week, Steve?
1: I'm doing okay. Um, Things are coming together a little bit better with the whole home buying. Yeah! Um, And another company got in touch with me about Karis Hell, and they're a decent company. So uh, I told them I will be open for discussion in a month after I move. And, uh, all the companies that did get in touch with me are all okay with that. It seems like whenever I mention we are in the middle of, uh, home buying, everyone's response so far has been like, oh, that fucking hellscape, take your time, bitch. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> totally.
1: Um, so that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and that's pretty much it. So, that's good. Got some options for Carousel. you know, when I'm ready to start talking. And, uh, Carousel got denied for another film festival. Perfect. It's perfect. Um, the film that has gotten onto like five different best of 2016 lists can't get a goddamn screening at any festival. Well, Steve, how
0: many Instagram followers do you have? Clearly not enough. Yeah, clearly.
1: Um, one of the actresses, after I told me that I mean, she got, she was pissed off when she heard the latest one because it's in her hometown. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, from what I hear, unless uh, the guy that runs this thing knows you, you don't have a chance. I'm like, well, what the fuck is the point of allowing people to submit?
0: Yeah. Well, it's to make it appear that it's, you know, open and, you know, inviting for people when really it is just a big circle jerk for this guy and his buddies.
1: Yeah, that's that's all, all these fests are. I made the mistake of submitting Carousel to five five film fests, which is the most film fest I've ever submitted to in my entire life mm-hmm. because I feel that it's a good movie that deserves to get out there. Yeah. And I will never try the film fests uh, circuit again.
0: Yeah, clearly it seems like
1: it's just a racket. It, absolutely it seems like a racket. I've seen the movies that have screened at these film fests um carousel is at least as good if not far better than many of them yeah. <laughs> um so fuck them it's just disheart- it's just disheartening because i think the carousel is a good movie but it can't get these goddamn screenings that i feel
0: that it deserves mm-hmm. that's that's the filmmaking world yes it is Chews you up spits you out that's why we don't see brendan Fraser in films anymore Oh, poor Brennan Fraser. Hey Brennan Fraser, if you're
1: listening to this,
0: give me a call. I will totally
1: put you in one of my movies. It's uh fifty bucks a day, that's more than you're making now. Um
0: <laughs> Gotta pay that alimony somehow. <laughs>
1: gotta pay that alimony, Brennan Oh it's... god, his ex-wife destroyed him. I feel so bad for him. I love you, Brennan Fraser. No one kills mummies like you. No one <laughs> Fuck fuck off Tom Cruise. That trailer for that new mine movie is weird. It's weird, because the first half is hyper like horror.
0: And the second half is superhero movie. And it's just like, a lot of it's just him on a plane, flopping around. And he's like, I'm alive, I'm I'm not dead, ah. And then Dr. Jekyll shows up. <laughs> shared universe. Hey,
1: I'm fine with that, I think then, that's cool Then Luke Evans' uh, Dracula will show up, and... Uh, unfortunately, apparently they confirmed that Dracula Untold is not in the shared universe. Even though it was totally supposed to be? It was totally... Originally it wasn't then the pur- the producers liked it so they reshot the ending so that it could be part of the shared universe and then it didn't do well enough to justify
0: it so yeah back none, to not being in the shared universe none of these movies are going to do well enough to justify it no mm-hmm. no 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 one really wants this i kind
1: of want it but i've always loved the universal monsters
0: well i mean it it just it doesn't doesn't uh, seem natural like they should make the films and let them garner an audience instead of going into it thinking but well, we're going to plan six movies ahead, and it's going to work. And like. But when it doesn't work, then it's just, you know, they look, like I, idiot. they look idiots.
1: They just need to make all the separate Universal Monster movies again. And yeah. then Abbott and Costello run into The Wolfman and Frankenstein.
0: Abbott and Costello, you mean Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill? Uh, I mean,
1: you say that kind of ironically, but I would be okay with that.
0: I mean, it'll be 21 uh, Transylvania. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, let's do this fucking... It'll Fuck also, it, I don't care. We can also get Ed Bigley Jr. and uh, Jeff Goldblum in it. We can also make it a sequel to Transylvania Six Five Thousand.
1: Mm, you're really selling me here, Bill. Like I did not know that I needed this in my life. <laughs> It'll go up there, right up there, with our wait, Saved wait, wait, by wait, the wait. Bell, Planet of the Apes crossover. Can Dick Miller also be in this film? Of course. Fuck yeah! Because
0: unlike Tarantino and his other fuckheads. I actually, if I say I like these old actors, I will actually put them in fucking movies. Yeah, seriously. Because Sid Haig will also be in our movie, and uh, who else can we get that's still alive? (laughs) Who's still alive? Hmm. Sadly, most everybody anymore is passing away. But we still have Sid Haig, we still got Dick Miller. Dick Miller's still (laughs) kicking ass. Oh,
1: I'll put Berryman in the
0: movie, too. Oh, yeah, Michael Berryman's still kicking butt. Yeah. Still kicking butt. Yeah, kicking butt. Taking names. Fuck yeah. Dishing out the butt kicks. (laughs) All the butt kicks. And then we can put, uh, we'll put uh, John Carpenter in our movie. Sure, let's do that. Hey, uh,
1: so should I enter a uh, user fan based vote contest where I pitch
0: my movie idea? Oh, we can totally talk about that. So, news (laughs) broke about this next season of Project Greenlight, gonna be horror related, and that Clive Barker's gonna be involved in all this other stuff. And it's basically gonna work where. You submit a one to three minute pitch video to their website and then they're going to hold a public voting process to determine which uh, film project will get $300,000 to make their quote unquote filmmaking dream come true. Uh, I I thought this was neat and I told about Steve that I looked at the uh, how it all works and then saw the public voting part and said, well, this is not worth anybody's time. Nope,
1: it's not because it's just going to come down to whoever currently has like the most fans. They can get the their video, the most votes, immediately, and then the general public, who, who for some reason is looking at these videos to vote, will gravitate towards the one with the most votes anyway, so why even fucking bother?
0: Yeah. And even for this, then you're also just, I, I part of me is just like, oh, cool, so i make this pitch video that's just going to go out to this huge public forum where some asshole can be like, oh, I like your idea, I'm going to steal it. Yeah, I'm going to just make that idea, because you didn't copyright it, you fucking idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just don't. I, this whole process just seems stupid. It's going to come down to, well, I have a million Instagram followers, so, so I win. I have a YouTube channel, so. I'll I just pitch cares hell.
1: You're like, <laughs> my pitch is that it's already done. Give me, give me the money.
0: Can you just give me three hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> I give you the for, movie. For the movie's done, here, give me 300000 dollars. You get distribution rights. Then I can take this three hundred thousand dollars, make you like four more movies. It's
1: four more movies. You know what? No, I'll, I'll meet you in the middle. You give me the three and a thousand. I'll give you this completed movie. I'll spend ten thousand of it to film some bullshit horror celebrity cameo for the film that gets killed by Duke. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll add that into the movie. And then I'll make you three and a half more movies. Brendan Fraser gets killed <laughs> by Duke. Fraser will be in Carousel fighting Duke. <laughs> Uh, you t- Cowboy Cool takes off his mask And it's Brendan Fraser <gasps> I pay Brendan Fraser for one hour of work And it's just the mask falling off Revealing his face
0: Nice You can get paid scale for that Absolutely There's promising money on the back end I was
1: promising money on the back
0: end <laughs> No man it's, it's legit it's cool It's totally, totally worth doing that
1: You're totally going to get a 5% of the net I prefer the gr- net Can I get
0: merchandising rights
1: Absolutely You'll get 50% of all cowboy Cool action figure toy sales.
0: There you go. Have fun. Five
1: inches and under. <laughs> Unfortunately,
0: the deluxe figures will cost too much, so. Unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a foolproof plan. Easy money, Steve. Easy
1: money. Just like Edward, Edward Furlong. Rest in peace, the crow.
0: <laughs> Rest in peace.
1: R.I.P. in peace. R.I.P. in power. <laughs>
0: Oh, fantastic. That sounds like you're having a good time, Steve.
1: Oh, I'm having a great time, Bill. Just awesome. trying to make it through life.
0: Uh, is it everybody?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of my life...
1: Yeah, well, how are you doing, Bill?
0: Uh, not a lot. You know, same old shit. Uh, the Royal Rumble was this past weekend. How was that? Uh, the show itself was pretty solid. I would say that the Rum- Royal Rumble, the Rumble match itself was pretty piss poor. That's too bad. The first half is really good, then the second half just kind of turned to shit. I didn't quite care for it. None of it made sense.
1: Is it least, was it at least better than that one Rumble from a few years back when there was like never more than four people in the ring at once? Yeah, that's good at least. I
0: mean, yeah, the show overall is better than the last three years of Royal Rumbles.
1: Okay, that's good at least.
0: But it was kind of it was just, the Rumble itself was really weak sauce by the end. Lame. It's one of those things where yeah, you know, I'm sure they have a plan for Mania and everything will you know you know sort itself out in the next nine weeks but at the same time it's just kind of lame to be like ah it's over oh man this is this is who won mm-hmm. i mean uh i'm sure people have seen the compilation videos when number 30 was announced as roman reigns
1: everyone has seen these everyone videos. this videos it's very upset
0: uh the the, uh, the arena the alamo dome there uh, fifty two thousand people are all chanting bullshit that's amazing the number 30 spot is is pretty hard spot but at the same time it's almost wwe just being like aha fuck the fans and it's like why why Fuck them, you know. The usual funniest thing is like the the fans the people are telling you what they want, and you choose not to get not to give it to them for some reason. Yeah, I, it, it's so weird. We we just see all these industries anymore where people will tell you what they want, and they these people want to give you money and studios and all, all these people involved. You know, W B Creative, all this stuff will just cho- say no, no, no. I know better. This okay. is gonna
1: be better, guys. Trust me.
0: I guess. I guess you do. Okay, so. Well, we'll wait and see, you know. Maybe in hindsight, many things will be better. Who knows? But, that's that's that. Woo! Woo! Yippee, skippy Uh, Movie news. Don't have a lot. Uh, We got a new poster for the Power Rangers film. Oh, boy. Looks terrible. Uh, My favorite part, as I already said to Bill,
1: but my favorite part is how the Mastodon is super shoved in the background because it's a dog shit design, and I don't know how they got to the final CG render and still said, this is good. Ah, this is okay. This will work. <laughs> this will work. K- eight legs shoots webbing. This is perfect. Kids love Spider Man.
0: Yeah, in the background, I mean even if you see the Mastodon, it still has all those extra legs in front like the toy has. Yeah. Uh I mean we've been saying it for a while now. These designs are just terrible. I
1: and mean, yes. they continue
0: to be terrible. All the designs are terrible. The
1: only design I'm okay with was Rita, and even she looks nothing like Rita, but whatever, at least she looks like she belongs in this genre.
0: Yeah, it looks, pretty, looks like a pretty cool design. We said that, but the yeah. suits look terrible. I mean, this even this poster just looks like garbage. Yes. Like, the the CG work they're doing in this film is not good. No. Uh, I I kind of equate it when I watch the trailer and I see the fight scenes, I see everything going on in it. I'm like, this looks like it should be on television. <laughs> yeah, this, it does. This does not look like something that should be shown in a movie theater.
1: No, it looks like a uh, made-for-TV, like... Extended Power Rangers thing. Well, it doesn't look like Power Rangers, don't get me wrong. It looks like a sci-fi channel.
0: Yeah, it looks like the Asylum's version. It does look Power like Rangers. the Asylum's version.
1: Which they never got back to me when I offered to uh, be part of their Power Ranger ripoff movie, so fuck them. I mean,
0: most people say fuck them anyways, but we'll just I mean, say I, fuck them for this particular instance.
1: I was saying I was saying that much longer before, you know, back when I was part... Had the pop cinema relationship, we... We didn't like Asylum because they were like fifty miles away in New York with budgets ten times that of Pop, with movies that, in our opinion, were worse. Mm-hmm. That's where it started. But now, but I was okay with Asylum until they didn't get back to me. So fuck them.
0: Well, now Asylum just makes all the money on garbage. Seriously, thanks to Sci-Fi. Thanks to this whole ironic filmmaking wave that just sweep sweep the uh, film going public. Uh, get it? It's bad. <laughs>
1: Can't you just make a good movie, guys? Ah,
0: get it? They're just a bunch of guys driving around, eating cup, uh, eating top ramen. <laughs> it's the best Final <laughs> Fantasy ever.
1: <laughs> uh, there's a mission... I'm, I'm sure you heard about this, but in case anyone at home hasn't, there is a literal side quest in the game that is 100% an advertisement for Cup Noodles. To the point where it is parody levels of, this is an advertisement for Cup Noodles. The characters look directly at the screen and talk about how good Cup Noodles tastes.
0: There's so many things you can put in Cup Noodles. You can put beef in Cup Noodles. You can put this in Cup Noodles. It's so delicious. It's the best Cup Noodles I've ever had.
1: It really makes you appreciate how amazing and flavorful Cup Noodles
0: is. And the variety and options you have for it is just astounding. Astounding. Fuck It's cup just cup fucking noodles. noodles! This podcast is never going to be sponsored by No Cup Noodles. Suck my dick. It's all Meller Yeller and Carl's Jr.
1: Fuck yeah, and Maru Chan instant lunch, ramen. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's ten cents cheaper.
0: Can't beat that. Shrimp. <laughs> Just is it shrimp flavor? Is it pieces? It's shrimp. There's pieces I, of shrimp in there, motherfucker. You better look in there. Get your goddamn magnifying glass. You're busy over here looking at the cinnamon toast and the cinnamon toast crunch. Figure it out.
1: Why do kids love shrimp ramen? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Please, someone tell me
1: it's just soup it's just soup with long noodles
0: cookie crisp
1: oh man i remember one time i wanted cookie crisp but i had no cookie crisp so i opened up a a bag of uh, famous amos uh mini cookies and put them into a bowl and filled the bowl with milk and that was not a a good thing it didn't take it wasn't very good
0: uh, I will take, uh, okay, we're doing some food confessions here since <laughs> we have, we're kind of lacking, uh, movie news at this point. Uh, no we're, fucking movie news, so we're just talking about food. Uh, here's a good, here's a good, uh, trick I learned growing up. Teddy grams are amazing. So what you do is you get a bowl, you pour it full of teddy grams and just dump milk on top of it and eat it like cereal. Okay. That seems like it could be good. It is good. It gets all mushy and amazing. Perfect. Why dunk your fucking teddy grams? Just put them in a fucking bowl and want milk. Yeah. Other thing. Fruit Loops, and orange juice. Mmm, okay.
1: Don't knock it till you try it, motherfucker. I won't knock it until I try it. In fact, I'm going to try that eventually.
0: And I, I guess if you're an awful person, you could try uh, some sort of cereal with uh, Rum Shada. What cereal would you even use? Uh, cinnamon Toast Crunch, because Rum shot already tastes... Like, when you, the aftertaste for it is already Cinnamon Toast Crunch milk, so why don't you just take a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, pour Rum Shada in it, and then you can get drunk yeah off of your cereal i'm sure it'll taste awful but well fuck it let's do it if you're already drunk it's it's not the worst idea <laughs> you know what i'm saying fuck it let's do it let's do it live uh yeah let's do it uh and uh on top of the power Rangers script uh you can also read max landis's unused script a lot of people who have read it said it isn't very good either yeah well hey go fucking figure but it's max landis you know he's never wrong he's always right you know i, th-
1: I think that's what annoys me the most Is that, like, I I don't hate his writing. I don't like all of it, but he's written some stuff I don't like. He's written some stuff that I think is really good. But I do feel that he does have, as you said, uh, his hubris is very uh, unappetizing. It is very much a consistent case of, uh, these are the facts, guys. This is just your opinion, Mr. Landis. Like, this is how it is. But I don't agree with your opinion of what Superman should be. (laughs) Too bad, motherfucker. Okay, well, hey, I mean, so long as you don't kill children on your movie set, I guess you're still better than your father.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You don't understand, he had nightmares for years and PTSD about it.
1: I mean, I would be more willing to forgive him if he listened to people and there was an accident instead of not listening to people and being kind of the direct cause of the accident. And then at the funeral... And then advertising... (laughs) Yeah, fucking promoting Twilight Zone during during a fucking funeral. Jesus Christ.
0: Yep. (laughs) Uh, So other movie news. Uh, Ben Affleck is no longer directing Batman.
1: I'm fine with that. Like, because the idea of Ben directing Batman was something that was cool, but I didn't know how he was going to do it because it's way different to, like, star and. co-write and direct in a movie that has like a 10 to 20 million dollar budget versus the fucking batman which is going to be a huge film yes with a ton of stuff to worry about um so i wasn't sure if ben was going to end up directing the film and then he uh definitely directed the film just kidding he uh said that he uh couldn't deal with all that fucking bullshit Mm-hmm. and i think that's totally fine but according to the internet this is more proof that the dc movies are fucked forever
0: yeah i don't uh i don't know why who cares it's like everyone's like oh this is fucking terrible news I'm like but the movie's not being it's not made it's not in theaters it's not bad yet
1: yeah there's not even a trailer like what are you
0: hating yeah these are things they're doing to make sure they don't release a bad movie this is why
1: I don't give a shit about any of the reviews for the DC movies, when it's to the point where people are saying that this is shit before there's, it's not even made.
0: Not even the script is terrible. Yeah. You know? It's like they're talking about we talked last week about The Flash getting a, a page one rewrite. And it's just like, great, that's good. That means that they want to fix it. It's not good. They want to make it better. Just, oh, they're fucked. Mm-hmm. They're done. They're done. Fuck DC movies are terrible. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, uh, What? <laughs> excuse me they, they they're trying to fix things to make you happy that's when you say oh great that's awesome that i'm glad they're doing that it makes it hopefully be a better film because of it you know any other fucking thing people say that about but apparently for wander brothers and dc it's immediate it's all hyper hyper I'm sorry, i want to say hyperbole hyperbole mm-hmm. and just all just uh, garbage and hate-filled shit yeah i don't get it I. I don't get by anything, even even though I'm not a huge fan of the Marvel movies, I don't go around every chance I can say, guess it'd be terrible, like, I might see some cast and go, I don't know about that, or this, that, but I'm not sitting here, like, ultimately hoping for their demise. No, not
1: at all, I mean, fucking, I walked out of Doctor Strange saying, like, I really like that movie, that was really good, you know, I don't yeah. just hate on the fucking Marvel movies because it's fun, you know, I just give my genuine opinion on the Marvel movies as I see them.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, you know, you're just, you're, you're fucking biased. Yeah, clearly. You and me, we're biased. We're biased. Totally biased. We're a bunch of DC fanboys. Just
1: fucking fanboys.
0: DC cooks. <sighs> I, think, I think I've think i been calling ourselves DC cucks for like the last two years. Oh, well, we're going to keep it going forever. Forever, because, you know, that's how it is. Ah... <sighs> What is even coming out this year for Marvel? It's uh, Guardians, of Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Thor's also this year?
1: Yes, Thor 3. That's right. So I care about Guardians.
0: Yeah, I care about Thor 3. Thor Ragnarok. I like Thor.
1: I don't I just care don't, about
0: Thor. As we've been talking about the film and like where they're going with things, it doesn't look very good. Like, execution, at least, like the Planet Hulk stuff. I'm very confused by that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Guardians of the Odyssey 2 looking, looking great. Yeah, it's looking great. Looks like another great James Gunn film. So
1: I can't wait to see what
0: they do with that. Uh, speaking of films I'm not looking forward to, but I'm not the target audience, uh, I saw the final trailer for Beauty and the Beast. Oh! How's that? Uh, have you seen Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Okay, you're set. You've seen the whole. You've already seen this live action movie. This, this live action movie, the trailer confirmed. I mean, we already knew this, given how everything out, like the Cinderella and the Jungle Book. I'm confused by because everyone's like, "Oh, it's amazing," and I just don't see it beforehand. Me and Rachel watched the first hour of it and turned it off because it was not good. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, we could just watch the Jungle Book, which has songs and all this other stuff. And the movie we're watching, it's like trying to be adult, like it, the seat is all CG and live action stuff. And like, oh man, there's and there's all like this like this some drama. Oh wow. Whoa. And there's no songs and Bill Murray as Blue is just phoning in his performance so fucking hard. When when he showed up, I was very much like, can we turn this off because this is this is not good. <laughs> this, can we please this, just turn this off? This up? is really upsetting me. <laughs> And then uh, I, I haven't had a chance to, chance to see Cinderella. I heard Cinderella was very much in, the, in that realm of being just a you know shot-for-shot shot remake of the animated film. Mm-hmm. And so Beauty and the Beast is like, okay, this is probably what we're going to get. So the final trailer, first off, is summing up the film from start to finish. Like showing you everything. And it does confirm that it is a shot-for-shot shot remake. Same costumes, same sets, same scenes, same... Almost the same shooting. It's like everything. <laughs> it is a shot-for-shot shot remake of Beauty and the Beast, and now they look like horrible Lovecraftian terrors. Oh god! All of the, the all everything in the house that's alive all looks terrible. Yep. And uh, I mean, I haven't heard a bunch, but a lot of the, the 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 music over over top the trailer did not sound very good. It it did not. But as you said, we didn't hear a lot, so yeah, I, I'm not going to fully judge that. I mean, again, this film is not for me. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, why is this being made? Yeah, I don't know who it's for. It's for it's for girl like women, I don't want to say girl, girls, women. It's pe- you know, people like our age are nostalgic for the Disney Renaissance, mm-hmm. who grew up loving. Like, if they made a live action Little Mermaid, it'd be the same thing. It'd be for that audience that grew up during that during that era that have a huge nostalgic. kick. That's why that trailer. Trailer itself is even. Sh- Cut. I mean, the reason it goes from start to finish is, like, everything it's showing you is, like, super iconic scenes from the movie. To be like, hey, remember this? Mm-hmm. Hey, remember this? Hey, you like this, right? Come see this. Come see this. Yeah, don't watch, don't watch your movie at home. Don't watch the Blu-ray or whatever you own. No, 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 no. We put that in the vault. Fuck you. Yeah, you don't watch that to, you, 3D Blu-ray. You To get the emotion, to get the nostalgia, you gotta come to the theater and see it. So that movie will make a billion dollars. I hope not. No, it will. It's wow. Beauty and the Beast. You know, it's a tale of the time. It. The Jungle Book made a lot of money. That means Beauty and the Beast to make Buku fucking bucks. Yeah, but John, even, even... but
1: John Favreau directed the Jungle Book. You know, it had Robert Downey Jr. in and shit. Fucking Iron <laughs> Man was blasting through the jungle. That's why it made money.
0: I mean, John Favreau, John Favreau did, but did No, 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 RDJ. Uh, I don't know. It's, I was going to say something that kind of escaped me. The Jungle Book made buku bucks. This will make buku bucks. Um, I had a thought about something I was gonna say, and it's and gone now. I I can't remember. You 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 fucking talk about John Favreau. Fucked me up. I'm sorry. Damn you, John Favreau. I will never talk about John Favreau again. He's dead to us. He's Dead to us. Fuck it. Hey guys, you know January was a good time with Planet of the Apes. It was. It's February. You know what February is, Steve? It's
1: um the month I was born. It's also Black History Month. Ugh, we're talking about people that
0: matter, real people that matter. Now, if you know us, you know when it comes to Black History and Black entertainment, we immediately go for black exploitation. Of course, it's a Miraculous classic f- genre. For a couple honkeys, A couple of white folk, couple crackers. <laughs> no, geez, Jesus, Steve! Oh, What's your goddamn language? No,
1: I, it's okay. I can
0: say that. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I'm porch monkey for life. <laughs> uh, so. Um, the
1: only good joke in that film.
0: On go. Uh, no. Oh, no. Hold on. Pause and p- stop. P- halt Black History Month for a minute. Uh, there's plenty of good jokes in Clerks 2. Yeah, there is. Clerks 2 is a very fine film. Yes. yes it's no it Clerks the animated series or Clerks, but it, it's great in its own right. Oh, I like it better than the first Clerks. Oh no no! I okay. I, I do disagree at that point, but nothing is as good as Clerks' the animated series. No, that's a fucking given. That is a fact. That you open up a, a encyclopedia and it tells you right there. Like
1: the first words is like the Clerks' the animated series is the best thing that, the best Clerks related thing that exists. Best thing Kevin Smith ever did. Best thing Kevin Smith ever did.
0: Okay, back. Okay, uh, push the play button. We're back on Black History Month. We're back, baby. So the only way we can celebrate is through black exploitation, and what better way to kick off the black exploitation discussion for this month is by looking at the four classic films of Rudy Ray Moore. Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, I um, totally meant to look up more about Rudy Ray Moore. I know a lot of things about him. I know he was obviously a black um, did stand up work. <laughs> I thought you're just gonna say black guy. <laughs> i mean you know if you don't if you don't look up these films you, you could assume he's white i mean that's fair if you want not with a name like rudy ray <laughs> no i mean no honky has know. that name <laughs> uh rudy Ray Moore, um huge discography did tons of uh stand-up work all sorts of things
1: yeah i mean he did a shit ton way more than i originally uh
0: knew honestly Oh, yeah, just a, mat, a, a huge bunch. And um, I think, let's see, I, I remember he uh, got on the Billboard charts for, like, ex- like, it was the first person ever to get on, like, Billboard charts with, like, an explicit, you know, like, uh, a comedy album type situation. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, he did all, all sorts of stuff. And also did, about obviously, a bunch of, you know, blues work, jazz, all, you know, all over the place. He was definitely a, uh, a Renaissance man in that regard. Well, in the 1970s, he thought to uh, move over to ch- check out this whole film thing. Obviously, the black exploitation boom was in full swing, uh, coming off the success of many, many different films all over the place. Uh, so he was one of the few black actors in this time not to be a former football player. Good for him. <laughs> as the a common trope and joke for the, the genre is when you have people like uh, Mean Joe Green and... Of course, Fred the Hammer Williamson coming in 2018. We'll be looking at Fred fred the Hammer Williamson, but this year, Rudy Ray Moore. no better way to kick it off than with his first film, 1975's Dolomite. Dolomite. Dolomite is a pimp who was set up by Willie Green and the cops who have planted drugs, stolen furs, and guns in his trunk and got him sent to 20 years in jail. One day, Queen Bee and a warden planned to get him out of jail and get Willie Green and Mitchell busted for what they did to him. However, Dolomite is no stupid man and has a lot of black, um, that's backing, not, not black, sorry. <laughs> a lot of warriors backing him, such as his call girls, who are karate experts, and lots more. Cool. Ali Jordana M, Kung Fu Lay 19, wrote this uh, summary on IMDb. Uh, it's not very good. Not very good. It's not the worst you've read. It is, it is not. But it's not very good. I don't. How dare Ali Jordana M fuck up Black History Month for us? God damn it. We're, we're doing such a good job. What a fucking
1: racist.
0: <laughs> uh, that's how they do it. That's how the, the alt-right are going to take down... Exactly. Uh, uh, ...black people in general, just through bad reviews of black exploitation films on <laughs> our TV.
1: It's going to be a great review. I I, I understand black people.
0: <laughs> you got to more like Quentin Tarantino talking yes. about how he... He grew up at the grindhouses and with black people in the black neighborhoods. Even yeah. though the time frame he's, he's giving makes no fucking sense.
1: No, not not at all. Forty Second Sh- Street Pete is just like I was there during that time period. Where the fuck were you? It's
0: <laughs> like so you're talking this time right. They're all closing up. Yeah,
1: they didn't <laughs> exist gone. anymore.
0: Gentrification of the Forty Second Street. Everything, everywhere. There's no fucking grindhouses. <laughs> I love Forty Second Street Pete. Uh, but we're talking about Dolomite today. Dolomite is his name, and fucking up motherfuckers is his game. Steve, uh, I'm gonna place a firm bet that you've never seen Dolomite. That is correct. So, what were your thoughts on Dolomite?
1: Uh, this was a, a hell of a thing. Uh, there was times when I was like really into the film for what it is. Um, uh, if for listeners at home, if you've never seen any uh, true black exploitation films, but have seen um, Black Dynamite. Uh, Black Dynamite takes a lot of its influence from very specifically Dolomite. Yes. Um, except Dolomite, I don't want to say that it's not in on the joke because Rudy Ray is a comedian, (laughs) but there's a lot of endearing qualities to the film that you might, like, if you go into it seeing Black Dynamite first and no other black exploitation movies and then you watch this, you might make the mistake of being like, ah ha ha, this is just a comedy. No. No, no, it is not.
0: This is a this is a serious film.
1: This is a very serious. There are there are some
0: jokes. No, obviously, obviously there's some comedy almost. Yeah, there's some
1: all. comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is not meant to be a funny movie. So there will be times will be where you'll be like, ah, that's stupid. He just came out of nowhere with a machine gun and shot these guys in front of his car. That's not a joke. It's supposed to be really cool. It
0: is really cool. It, you know, it's also really cool seeing the film crew and the and uh, the shadow the shadow of the <laughs> film crew on the ground.
1: Oh man the the boom mic. As you said Bill, really need a top billing in this film.
0: Yeah, the the, <laughs> the starring role should go really more then boom Mike, then Durville Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Which I back back up here, I did I did forget to mention the uh, the 1975 1 hour 30 minutes directed by Durville Martin uh who I am more familiar with with um he was in the Nigger Charlie uh franchise starring Fred Williamson. Mm-hmm. I I'm more familiar with him in those uh, that role. I, I this is one of the two films that Dervil Martin directed. directed this he directed a film called disco nine thousand that sounds like a great i've never heard of this film (laughs) but i want to check it out i want to watch it now (laughs) uh fast black is his name disco music is his game
1: fast black huh that's uh that's a
0: name yeah (laughs) maybe it's maybe it's face like bass fat it's like f-a-s-s Oh I mean that's so maybe, maybe it's face face black. That's
1: still mm, okay. That's still questionable. That's still questionable.
0: <laughs> but so as we talk about this film, let's remember this is the first and uh second no first first, sorry, first of two films that derval Martin would direct. So that's we can we can forgive a little bit. A little bit, for sure. He's also starring in this film as Willie Green. You know, he's got a lot he's got he's splitting roles. Not only is he directing, he's yeah, he's got
1: more role. talent than Ben Affleck. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So the boom mic, uh, let's back up to that. Let's back wanna, up. I just, just want to give Durville Martin his credit here for a m- quick minute. The boom mic. Now, the most common, uh, home video released for this film is not full screen. So you will see the boom mic. And at, and at some point you'll see the boom mic operator. Yes. Laying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> This film should also give a credit for him as a cameo. A guest star. A guest star boom mic operator. <laughs> a guest star. Uh, and, but if, uh, recently, Vinegar Syndrome, who does a bunch of, um, you know, basically restoration and re-releasing of, you know, m- most most of what they do is like 1970s porn films. Uh, they did recently do a Blu-ray of Dolomite off of a new transfer, off of a widescreen 35 millimeter print. So when you're watching in widescreen, that's the way it was meant to be seen. Yes. Uh, you do not get any boom mics. No, you do not. Uh, cuz this is a similar uh case of some films where they were meant to be shown with a uh what's the word um like uh, fuck there's a there's a term where it, when uh, uh um um god damn it basically when you see in the theater the theater itself will put the stuff put will put basically put the black bars over the film like up on the on the projector oh yeah yeah up.
1: adding the letter uh, boxes yeah
0: yeah i, I forget there's a there's a phrase for it i'm totally blanking on but <laughs> Uh, this is why some like some cases like the uh, VHS home release of Peavy's Big Adventure, you can see him pulling the chain through the, the bicycle uh, on the, the, the box on the back of the bicycle. You can see him pulling the chain through it on the VHS release because it was meant to have the the bars put on top of it. So that's why in the Blu-ray release you don't see it anymore because that's how it's supposed to be seen. Similar case of Dolomite. So the uh, home video release that Xenon Pictures did, uh, which is the one that most everyone has seen because it's the most commonly available DVD for the longest time. And obviously that's what's going to be online on Torrance and all this other stuff uh you will get uh the boom mic uh so if you've never seen the film the first time seeing it i definitely recommend the full frame version so you can see the boom <laughs> mic yes uh this is obviously another joke that uh black dynamite makes fun of heavily
1: yes and it's a great scene <laughs> it fun of it. even before seeing golemite i knew of the boom mic
0: yeah the boom mic is a, is it a, the boom mic and its uh appearance in this film is pretty pretty famous uh this film cost a hundred thousand dollars to make. Uh I can see that. There's made some, twelve million.
1: There's uh I mean that's pretty impressive. It is.
0: <laughs> uh I mean it's hard to talk about this film without like first having to talk about the quality of the filmmaking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's get into that. Or the lack thereof. Yeah. But as we kinda of said before, it's charming. It is charming. Uh there's a lot of people that are not actors. No. Um, Lady Reed they is Queen Bee. She's not. Uh, not an actor. In- introducing her. Introducing Lady Reed as Queen Bee. And just leave oh, her Oh, Dolomite,
0: I'm so happy.
1: Oh um, my, I-, I laughed out loud. It cuts to the close-up. Uh, tears that were not on her face are suddenly on her face. <laughs> and that's her delivery. And I'm just like, oh, let's do this. Let's rock and roll. That's rock and roll, rock and roll motherfuckers. Uh, but
0: you know, at the same time, this is. Uh, but it
1: is charming.
0: It is charming because it's a it's a group of people. They have the money. They just want to go out and make a film. They want to try to you know, they're trying to cash in on this whole craze that's going on in the mid seventies. And
1: it's not all bad. You know, it sounds like they're like we're talking shit on it, but it's not all bad. You know, I fucking I think uh, Rudy does a really good job as Dolomite for the most part.
0: But yeah, because Dolomite was also the character he was playing in his comedy albums. <laughs> exactly. So, it's kind of him just stepping into that. Now, where, of course, where it gets kind of uh, questionable is in his uh, martial arts, his uh, <laughs> stunt work and choreography work. I mean,
1: between Dolomite stunt work and the quote-unquote expert martial art call girls.
0: I taught my girls karate. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, oh, my uh, favorite part of that is, oh man, this guy tried to steal money, and they showed this, like, five minute long scene of him just insulting this prostitute
0: about $200. how $200, you st- ain't no word, no, $200 it's $2, okay, here's two, here's two.
1: <laughs> uh, but they spent five minutes on that and then it cuts back to Queen B, who says then she kicked his ass and then it cuts to after she kicked his ass because clearly even that fighting looked too bad to show in the film
0: yes, he's still in the hospital <laughs> he's still in the hospital, really? because he just walked away I No, think- he, he, they kicked his ass, they beat him up
1: Okay, I mean, I think he's good, fine. Bad.
0: Uh, but on the filmmaking level, obviously the boom mic is bad. The shot composition isn't very good. The choreography is pretty terrible. Like, the first part of the film when Dolomite's getting... Uh, in a flashback, when Dolomite's getting arrested for all oh, the planted goods in his trunk, Rudy Moore is, like, just standing there almost like he's tired, just kind of, like, throwing his leg into the guy, and he's, like, flying into the trunk. <laughs> yeah. He's just, like, tapping people, and they're falling over. It is... Very comical it's and lovely.
1: So lovely.
0: This is the, definitely the case where we're hitting in that great, you know, uh, ba- a good bad film territory where they are, you know, they're trying to do this. They're doing the best they can, and it's just, it's just not very good. But it's so. Enduring. I love the
1: fact that like drugs in the trunk weren't enough. Drugs, stolen furs. Drugs and guns weren't enough in the trunk. We got to put some stolen furs in there too.
0: I like. Uh, I mean. I, I can go on all day about some of these things in this film, but even like at that particular part, Rudy and Moore's reaction is like those aren't mine. I
1: don't know where those came from.
0: Like no, like no, like those aren't mine. What was that? No, it's like those aren't mine, man. Like
1: based on that, I think he's guilty. <laughs> it just comes
0: off sounding super guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. It's not even. There's nothing in my trunk. Opens the trunk. And there's clearly stuff in there. Like there's like three beats goes by. Then that ain't my stuff. <laughs> Most films, when you have a scene like that, you normally immediately immediately when the character sees something's been planted in their trunk, they kind of get upset about it. What's, this isn't mine. I did. I did. This isn't mine.
1: I did put that there. What the fuck, dude?
0: Yeah, you you barn raised insecure motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Rudy Moore has many different names to give people in this film. Uh, the warden is a rat soup eat motherfucker,
1: which is weird because the warden has his back, and he's very insulting of the warden.
0: At, the, at first, I think when he gets in there, and starts talking to the warden. The warden, he, he, it comes fine. Yeah, that's true. The warden is a very nice man.
1: He is a very nice man. Like, hey, this random woman came into me and told me that you didn't do it, and also there are still drugs, so I'm gonna let you out.
0: I'm gonna let you out of here, Dolomite. Warden, you don't. I don't think you have that kind of power, sir. I don't give a fuck. Uh Jesus Christ! I I just have a list of this so many things.
1: I think the weirdest thing in this movie to me. Cause I, I, cause given all of its charm, all the good, all the bad, I was still like into the movie for the for the entirety of it, mm-hmm. until we got to the really, really long club sequence.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, um, and I, 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 I was know, I, checked out. Cause... I don't think Steve Steve has watched ahead very much, uh, but a common thing you'll find out in the Rudy War films that they will give him extended time just to do his stand up routine. Oh no. That happens once in this film where... Even before eight.
1: he got on stage, that scene was
0: too long. Oh, yeah, just the, the, the like, the weird... There's, like, um, a weird wide shot of doing, band. like... Yeah,
1: doing a soul band.
0: Then there's, the, like, a, a stage show. Tribal drum stage show situation. My favorite yes.
1: part of that scene is the cutback to the uh, audience is that the very front and center um, black woman is just extremely uninterested.
0: That's what I mean the, the audience shot in the first the first they they keep going back to it the audience is like looks like they're sitting on their hands like they'd rather be anywhere but here anywhere else but then when it goes back to the wide shot of the band and everything doing it it's like you hear applause and everyone's like cheering and stuff it's like I don't I don't quite think that's what's going I, I on I don't here. think that's what's happening <laughs> this is kind of kind of questionable here and then like there's some terrible ADR work on the woman singing and... oh it's real bad <laughs> it's real
1: bad and then the Rudy Ray fucking stand up segment uh i mean because he, he does that at an earlier point uh around like just a like oh they 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 say you're dolomite can you prove it yeah let me I tell bet you. my friend five dollars you ain't dolomite yeah uh but that scene like it's it makes sense like he's kind of proving himself he's kind of like getting back on the streets it's like him like connecting with his guys what have you and it yeah. was short enough not the club
0: scene the thing i like most about that scene when he's in the parking lot telling the story about the titanic is, um, it's a group of black guys talking to him, but there's like this random like there's Udo one... Kier looking white, white guy behind him, just like, yeah, like drinking out of like a, I don't know, whiskey and like a brown paper bag. Yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> All these movies and, are diverse. It's always right behind Rudy Ray Moore in frame. Like he's right there. You're constantly seeing him. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? He's the token white guy in the group. He is the token white guy. So when the cops come by, they're like, hey, Harry, can you take care of this? Yeah, I got you guys. <laughs> Clearly, uh, but no, but going back to when the warden is talking to Dolomite about all doing all this stuff, it's Queen Bee is like, some gang killed your nephew. <laughs> and you think that's going to be a big plot of this film? Like Dolomite trying to figure out who killed his nephew. No, no. Nope. And he talks about like once later when he's talking to Creeper, which we'll get to Creeper here in a minute. Uh, but otherwise it's like, they keep, they keep repeating the same lines, like some gang killed your nephew. He wasn't doing anything. Just walking home from school. Wasn't doing anything. Wasn't doing Nothing. They just gunned him down. <laughs> and even then Rudy like I'm gonna say Rudy, but Dol- Dolomite doesn't even respond to that. He's like just doesn't look so good. So what am I getting of out of here? So, so what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? It's dangerous, oh Dolomite. I'm just trying to my list of just like, even then it's like Willie Green, you know who Willie Green is? Willie Green! And it just cuts like a, sh- like a whole like montage of, of Derrick Martin playing Willie Green. Like, Millie Green was the baddest motherfucker I ever seen. <laughs> and it just goes like going on, singing like, that doesn't happen anywhere else in the film to make it this big montage explaining a character. No. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, one thing you'll notice for anyone who's not familiar with Dolomite, the character, or Rudy Ray Moore's work, uh, he does a lot of limericks. Yes, he does. Limericks fucking galore. A lot of Limericks. I did not know that I was signing up for Limericks, the movie. No, oh, there's so many of them. <laughs> uh, the most famous, of course, is Dolomite is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. That's my favorite.
1: Uh, it is pretty good.
0: I mean, other other words of wisdom from Dolomite. Uh, if you see a ghost, cut the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact. Yeah, that is just a fact. <laughs> fact, of, fact life. of the matter is uh, uh,
1: why wasn't he four- why wasn't Dolomite the fourth
0: ghostbuster <laughs> <laughs> I mean Steve I'm going to be honest with you real quick if I had a choice of Rudy or more Ernie Hudson I'm going to have to go with Ernie Hudson yeah,
1: I'm, I was making a bad joke I would never give up Ernie Hudson Bill who the fuck do you think I am that man needs more uh, pain work
0: <laughs> oh, poor Ernie Hudson
1: I love you Ernie Hudson
0: you're, Love you, good guy. You're,
1: you're a good guy. You're a good actor.
0: You, you somehow manage to stay out of this film. Uh, and there's also <laughs> uh, there's also plenty of random sex scenes. Oh yeah, I wanted to mention all.
1: how many sex scenes Rudy gave himself as the producer. Yeah. Oh, and he wrote it too. He wrote the story. Yep. He wrote it. It's like yeah. yeah and yeah. then they whip out their tits in the car. Yeah. And then he uh, fucks the chick into bed. Yeah. And then this other chick shows up also naked.
0: And the sex scene. Like, I mean, trust me, they get a bit worse and the later films uh but this one is like he's almost like humping this woman's hip and then this rolls over like that's the scene i'm done or you'll get like lots of weird awkward cuts in the end at the end of things like i mean I, I this is a smorgasbord of things we can talk about with this film there's no like distinct narrative throughout that we can just go from point to point no we can't because <laughs> you'll talk about something and you remember oh yeah remember the editing in this film
1: oh god the editing in this film jesus christ
0: there's a particular scene in the club uh, that Rudy, can I keep on saying Rudy more uh, Dolomite took back from Willie Green, and there's a shot of Willie Green saying, S- uh, "Sit down, Dolomite." And right before he says that, we already see Dolomite sitting down at his table. <laughs> but then after Willie Green says "sit down," we have a, a shot of you know Dolomite walking over and sitting down. Perfect. I'm like, uh, I think you edited this out of order just a little bit, just a little bit. Or when earlier, uh, Shy comes in to confront some dudes at the at the at the club before Dolomite takes it back. Dolomite, they have a shot of Dolomite standing there, and then Shy saying, "I'm waiting for my friend Dolomite, Dolomite." And then we cut right back to the shot of Do, uh, Dolomite standing there saying, "Yeah, Dolomite, motherfucker." <laughs> oh, that was a bit awkward. Uh, there's also some mini flubs, and the uh, final fight between Willie Green and Dolomite. Uh, you can see the FBI guy like walk; he's in frame, walking to the side, getting into his like to his mark, yeah, while Dolomite and Willie Green are fighting each other. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And uh, Dolomite also kills Willie Green by apparently impaling him with his fists. Well, yeah, of course. Because he's a bad motherfucker, Bill. Yeah, he is. He, he fucked up that motherfucker. Fucked him up. That's what he does. And then and then the FBI guy comes over and, like, double taps. <laughs> <laughs> with the gun, why? Uh, now, I have a quick question, because um, for some reason I didn't remember this scene. Now, does your version you watched, you watched the DVD. Yes. Does it have an other scene in the hospital where guys are coming to kill Dolomite and they have to kill him? Yes. Okay. For some reason, when I was rewatching the film. I did not remember that scene. It had, been a, it had been a good handful of years since I watched Dolomite, so I was wondering, like, oh, was the DVD copy I was watching for the longest time just didn't have these scenes? Because they're just like a weird. This film has weird ending problems where it's like first yes, they kill Lily Green, then they go after and kill the mayor, and then the mayor put a hit out on Dolomite. So, they have to be at the hospital to stop these hitmen from coming to kill Dolomite. And then they arrest Mitchum, the two corrupt cops. Yes. And then the FBI guy says, what are you doing now, Dolomite? And then it it just freeze frames and then it cuts to Rudy Ray singing a song.
1: Yeah, there's no fucking last line. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) What are you going to do now, Dolomite? (gasps) Dolomite! Or whatever the fuck. I'm going back!
0: (laughs) Oh my god, um... No, okay, okay, I want to talk about the my favorite character in the film. That is the Creeper, a.k.a. Hamburger Pimp.
1: Hamburger Pimp.
0: Hey, man, okay, give me Hamburger, man. <laughs> I don't pay for no Hamburger. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. That guy is my favorite character. Uh, creeper, played by uh, Venus Rackstraw. <sighs> Clearly he's a junkie. Yes, I mean he's he literally info. about to he knows shoot what's up. up he's
1: about to shoot up heroin.
0: We we yeah. I like how they walk back to his apartment, he literally just picks up a needle ready to go. Immediately. I'm like, that's, not, that's not how that works.
1: Excuse me, I just need to take a quick hit here, Dolomite. I will answer all of your questions right
0: after I shoot up. No, I'm passing out, don't mind me. <laughs> But no, my favorite things about him is just our introduction to him is like this it, is hard cut over to this character. We don't know who this guy is. Nope. Just talking to some woman at a food truck, wanting a free, wanting a free hamburger, and then just talking. And then he's just my favorite part about him is that he has his own theme song when he's walking away from the food truck. Yes, he does. It's so funny. <laughs> and then on top, then then when he, when he runs into Dolomite, it's just like he, Dolomite refers to him as hamburger pimp, and I think that's the funniest fucking thing. And then this is when we get like kind of the last mention in the film about uh Dolomite's nephew being killed. He's trying trying to talk to to the creeper about like about that and like do you know any do you have any information on this? Do you know what happened? And then they even say let's let's go somewhere private. So then they walk like two feet backwards two to, feet. to get in Dolomite's car to drive over to the Creeper's apartment.
1: Yeah. Can't talk in the car where it's private.
0: Oh, and the, oh god. And then the the this this the shootout in Creeper's apartment is all kinds of special. It is the most special they're fantastic these these two guys are very large froze busting the door and the way the way like how stiff they look shooting the guns while then dolomite's attacking them dolomite shoots one of the guys with the gun is pointing like 60 degrees away from the fucking <laughs> squib on one of the actors yeah oh my god and then of course the two corrupt cops are trying to bust him again you're running, you're running for murder. More like Massacre. <laughs> more like Massacre. I love
1: fucking lame, shitty cop. <laughs> Clothes for the poor hell, Reverend.
0: <laughs> now, uh, the actor that played Mitchum in this film, uh, there's the, like the white, white, of the two dirty cops, he's the one that talks more. Yeah. Both white, what am I saying? <laughs> um, it's really funny. He ha- he actually has a part in Black Dynamite. That's right. Uh, in the scene when Black Dynamite and his and his the group are busting like the whole Anaconda Liquor uh storage, the guy they tie up and they're trying to in, they get, get information out of him. That's the same actor that played Mitchum.
1: That is right. I knew I recognized his face. That's yeah, really cool.
0: That's a cool little, 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 little cool thing. I, I thought it was really rad. uh man. Uh, I mean, is there anything like, standout stuff for you in this whole cornucopia of awesomeness?
1: I mean, I feel like I've talked about everything. Never uh, I
0: guess. The finale of the film, the big fight, the big fight out in the, the club where like these women who clearly don't know martial arts at all at are trying their all. best. And a lot of them just out to like knock a guy out and then pull like a straight razor and like slice him up. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, did you learn that in the dojo?
1: <laughs> I'd be more okay if they just all had straight razors.
0: Uh, there's also like a fight scene where some guy, like the cook in the, in the kitchen for some reason, there's, there's just so much going on. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, of course, there's the 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 the, uh, the preacher who has like all these guns. That's a that's a subplot for some reason that goes nowhere. Nowhere. Like, why is this here? I don't. Uh, there's just uh, this film is just a uh, just a mess. It is a mess. It's a bloody mess. But it's a thing. It's, again, it's so sincere and and charming and earnest that it that's why this is why it's in that realm of good bad films where it's like this this they they were they were doing this. They meant it. They're trying their best. Their best wasn't very good, but you know what a for effort hey, and you know what they made money, and that's what makes it one of the most you know you know huge, iconic huge, huge, hey, iconic is the word I want to go for a a huge iconic film in the genre and a beloved classic the character dolomite, just this badass pimp character yep that Rudy re- that reader more portrayed he had all these pimps you know all his pimps, and he was a pimp and all his hose I want to say uh with that new karate <laughs>
1: they know that karate
0: queen bee taught him to keep him safe keep him safe uh come on
1: let's go I to got... the other side of the house
0: <laughs> we have to leave this scene god when he gets out of prison he takes his clothes off puts on this like wicked like baby blue pimp suit then gets in the car and then they're immediately taking it off again yeah <laughs> so you have sexy time with some ladies uh bitch no one steals a dolomite's house Yeah, Dolomite, you'll be back. Uh, also,
1: uh, all those dudes were just watching Dolomite get undressed
0: from behind the cage. They're just like, what is happening here? You keep these clothes, I, know, I know. Wipe your ass with these. <laughs> no, Dolomite, I'll hold on to these. You'll be back.
1: Well, I mean, if you're holding on to them, that means that he'll be back and then he'll be leaving again. So I don't understand what you're saying, sir. Uh
0: i think i think it hit all my notes uh Derville martin is as willie green isn't the film a ton but he's pretty good he's fine like i said he's pretty he's pretty good m- most everything i've seen him in he plays an okay villain even though he doesn't really do much in the film no
1: he doesn't you know the white cop is way more of the villain followed by like the fucking mayor
0: yeah the scum scuzzy mayor that we have to see a lot of his ass in this film for some reason well for many reasons he's got very he's got he's very much got like a danny devito body type man why didn't troma distribute this film
1: didn't see enough of his dick waving at uh, some guy's face. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, not enough old man dick.
0: I mean, like even with this theme where like Pinky like is trying to kill him, she like she like shoves his wife in like the shower and like shoots her. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even see anything happen. You see, like a gun effect put over put in there, and it's oh, it's this film's a treat. I mean, if it you is a Dolomite, treat. I highly recommend Dolomite. I mean, I guess we can get into final thoughts and star ratings. Like we said, this film is fantastic from beginning to end. It's just ludicrous and silly, but it's sincere as all hell and very charming it's not And the realm of black exploitation films are obviously ones that are much better made <laughs> much better better made better written better acted but this film is just has an aura about it that makes it very special it's
1: it's definitely it's i didn't like the film a whole lot but it sure as fuck is worth seeing absolutely
0: like no question it is
1: worth seeing
0: <laughs> Uh, So, uh, so star, star ratings, I guess, on uh, Dolomite. I give it a three and a half. Three and a half. Uh, for me, it is a four. Uh, it doesn't do enough to kind of drop it into the realm of four and a half fives where I'm like, oh, this is, a movie. This is great. It's amazing. Love it. But four is a very respectable score for our podcast. Uh, what is also very respectable is the many ways you can get in touch with us. Ooh. Ooh, I know, right? Just uh, email us at gmail.com. You can let us know uh your favorite quote from dolomite uh we'll say mine here in a minute (laughs) you can also find us at moviefilmsbillandsteve.tumbra.com all of our episodes are listed there it's fantastic you want to make sure to keep up with us all throughout the month of february as we discuss black history month and the realm of black exploitation films because what better thing to talk about than that what better way to honor black history month exactly than by many of its best actors and films and the uh, film genre this again this year we're talking about rudy raymore next year i'm already telling you it's gonna be fred williamson so come back next year and check it out better than that you can just continue to watch us all throughout 2017 and one way you can keep track of us is at facebook just look up movie films and see if you guys like it. You'll, you'll know what's going on also on itunes if you subscribe you'll never miss an episode it's Ever. fantastic leave us a review a five-star review would be great because it helps us like ranking stuff someone else left us a five-star review it's very nice of them to do that oh good for them uh, so if someone else wants to drop in there and leave us one, you know, we'd really appreciate it. And we're also on Stitcher. You can find us on the uh, website or on the mobile app. That's fantastic. And I am on Twitter at lovablebill.
1: And, of course, you can check out my films, Facebook.com slash Films, SilverSpotlightFilms.com, KarasHell.com. And if you ever want to see me, you know, do shit uh, in spandex, that's Facebook.com slash TheAmazingSpiderSteve.
0: Fantastic. Well, as always, guys, I've been Bill. I've been Steve. You no-business-born-insecure-junkyard-motherfucker!